0: Two Blokes Talking Tech episode 278. Thanks to the good people at netgear, netgear netgear.com.au. Tell you more about the Orbi uh, home Wi-Fi system shortly, but right now. Trevor Long with you from eftm.com.au. Joined each and every week, the other bloke talking tech, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au.
1: G'day, Trevor. What a bright introduction. And it is quite late at night. You've still got that much energy. I'm very impressed.
0: I'm concerned. Are you suggesting previous introductions no. have not been bright? No, I'm just
1: saying that that was a, a very bright introduction and it's really pepped me up now. It's great. Woo, woo, and yes. our listeners are probably thinking, woo, woo you know, yeah, see. <laughs> let's go. Let's get the,
0: what's the hashtag? woh woo, or something? Ziggy zaggy? I'll leave that up to you. Two blokes talking tech. Check. Now, Stephen, I wanted to like, – we've got a few – a couple of things to talk about with smartphones to kick off here. And yeah. the first one for me is a bit interesting because there is a bit of um, – you now, the kids are in the car listening, so we've got to be careful. There's a, there's a little bit of a contest that goes on between smartphone companies, and it's a peeing contest about who's doing well <laughs> okay. in in the market. And there's multiple measures of success, Right. And we need to say that from the start. No single measure of success is the be-all and end-all. It's the same with TVs. So you're taking volume and talking sales data. What are you talking? Yeah. Um, one of the ones that I've stopped giving a crap about is the Kantar World Panel Research because it's a world panel research. It's not actual data. It's a survey of a thousand people yeah. or ten thousand. I don't care. It's not actual data. But IDC is the company that all of the smartphone or all the, all the tech companies report to about their shipments. Okay, So to be clear here, this is shipments, not sales, but it's a very important measure. And they don't often actually publish the stats and the graphs, but they did put out a press release this month about the last quarter, Q3. So we're talking about July, August, and September of 2016. And it says that there were only 2.6, 2.06 million phones shipped compared to 2.2 million the year before, which is a pretty big um, decline in yeah. smartphone shipments.
1: But overall, I, the overall shipments.
0: That's yeah. right. But I looked at it and went, hang on a minute, this is interesting to me. Samsung this quarter last year, 29% of the market, this year 26 And this quarter did include at the tail end the Note 7. So I wonder... Is the tail end of this month indicative of how this is going to yeah. look for Samsung
1: well, in Q4? So you saying that so there was three percent down year on year, yeah. and it, it kind of only the quarter only really just started the recall. So it was like I think yeah. it was September the second, from memory, when they said, yes. "Okay, phones back." And, and I don't then, think the full big final recall happened until the month later. Not until a month later. You're right, but there was already the concern in the market. The Note Seven, the fan recalls. was not its normal white color. Uh, absolutely, yes, there was some um, coloured material on the fan and it was spinning matter. rapidly. Yes, that's right. Fecal matter. That's it. And um, but, that, but that was just the start. It should be interesting to note that the, that was at the start, so we'll be really keen to see what Q4 is going to show. Yeah. And also you've got to remember Apple in this same quarter went up by 1%, which is better than a decline of 3%, obviously, but yeah. this was also at the very start – Of this as well, and this this was before the the uh, the iPhone Seven. I think it only caught a couple of weeks of iPhone Seven. So we're really only just touching whether it's going to be Samsung's further decline and Apple's further increase. Q4 could very well see Samsung maybe decline 5% or Apple went up 3%. Yeah,
0: and I think that's what's really interesting and even more interesting is the battle down, down below. Exactly um, five quarters ago, Alcatel for the first time took their third place in the market with 4%. Behind them was ZTE on 2.88 and behind them was Huawei on 2.56. Now, probably partly because of the lower volume and therefore the the overall mm-hmm. The, the same numbers for those companies would have given them a higher percentage. But Huawei now 4.9%, ZTE 5%, and uh,
1: Alcatel are pretty staggeringly good 6%, 6%? market yeah. share. Well, they're doing well in Australia again, I think, though they've, I think, is it for the fifth quarter in a row? This is the, yeah, fifth yeah. quarter in a row. Fifth quarter in a row, they've been third in Australia by volume behind Samsung and Apple, which is impressive. But the other names on that list, uh, I, I don't know whether you've seen the story of the ZTE Huawei being named by that Ad Ups software, the ones that were sending information Look, back to the servers. I'm just going to say to you here,
0: and let's talk about that briefly. Um, for the kids in the car, just uh, listen to music <laughs> for a minute. Uncle Trev's going to say naughty work. I call BS. I call bullshit on that story. Not completely that it doesn't exist, but here's the thing. The add-up software, it's the, the, the story was going on the company having Huawei listed on their website. Yeah. Uh, just because if I listed LG on my website doesn't mean they, they, they agreed to it and approved it. Yeah. Huawei's statement was pretty comprehensive. We have no relationship with that company whatsoever. The story asserted that Huawei phones had software on them that was sending uh, things like text messages and contacts back to China.
1: It, but, yes, but ZTE, though, in their statement said that we don't have any of that software on our phones in the US. That's, and they stated in the US.
0: Correct. And, yeah. so, and, and also... I don't know what they ship in in China. I don't care what they ship in China. But here's the interesting thing, and you wrote a great story on the day and quoted Sam Scontos from Alcatel, who was pretty fired up about it, mm-hmm. and I get that. And I'll be honest with you, my, my comment to Alcatel on the day was, I'm just going to take a breath here because I've not seen a single report that it's in Australia or the US, and I think we're dealing with something very different. Now, I had Sam Scontos on the radio show tonight, and I asked him about it, and he he was a little bit more, not reserved, but more uh, advisory to people. And his advisory was very simple. Don't buy grey market phones. Don't buy grey imports. If you buy from Telstra, Optus and Vodafone, those phones go through rigorous tests. Yeah, And trust me, if it had software that yeah, was malware, course. we'd know about it. Absolutely. But if you buy from, and I'm going to, if you buy Kogan.com and it's imported from Hong Kong, you don't know where yeah, that, that phone really. actually
1: came yeah, from. Of course. No, and the phone in question, the, 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 the phone in the US that was uh, discovered by the Crypto, the, the the security firm, yeah. was a phone from a company called Blue B L U. So that's, I think it's a, a mid like entry level, cheaper phone for the U S market, yeah. and that that was indicated in the New York Times story that that was the the main perpetrator. But I think it just really. It kind of tainted the Chinese market a little bit, yeah. the manufacturers. That's why Sam came out so strongly against, you know, it's given Chinese manufacturers, of which Alcatel is one, mm-hmm. it's given them a bad name. It's, it's made them look bad. Whether ZTE and Huawei are involved at all, the fact they were named, they'd be pulling their hair out thinking, how do we get dragged into this mess?
0: You've got to remember, if you are a Chinese citizen and you're buying a Chinese-made phone in China, I'm pretty sure the government's listening. Of
1: course. Okay, that's what we're talking <laughs> it's a about here. In this country, of course, is yeah, that yeah.
0: stuff being shipped to Australia and the US unlikely. Yeah, but they, now
1: they found in the US these handsets were in the US. I know, but the what, stuff was going. Was what being I'm set saying back.
0: is, this intentionally happening on those companies' yeah. part, or is it because some weird, crazy bloke is grey importing shipments? This yeah. is the question we need to have. And so it was good advisory. And so back on the sales data, then the question is, Steve, what do you do? You reckon I've ever called you Steve before? I don't think you have. <laughs>
1: But you have now. It's a day of firsts. <laughs> you normally call me Stephen, don't you? you like my mum. I think my mum and you are the only people who call me Stephen and my dad sometimes. Everyone else calls me Steve or... Well, there you go, people. Breaking news. People um, <laughs> sharky. Sharky <is> my nickname. <laughs> did you know that? You knew that was my nickname, did you?
0: We we're closer sharky, than you yeah. think.
1: Yeah, that's right. See? You you, sharky. All my mates call me Sharky.
0: Okay, well, I'm just yeah. I'm just you confirming that we're closer than you think.
1: That's right. No, no, oh, we are close. I agree. But it's oh, thanks for the, it's the
0: comprehensive <laughs> confirmation. Oh yeah, we're close. I agree.
1: Yeah, but
0: uh, anyway, anyway <laughs> Q4. Q4. Do you reckon it's it's big
1: time bad for Samsung? I think yeah. Well, they they are going to take a hit, without a doubt.
0: And I tell you why I reckon that's possible, even though the others is lower year on year.
1: Yeah. Jeez, mate, I reckon Google's got a big chance. I really do. I, I don't think they're going to claw past some of those other brands, no. but they're going to have they're going to certainly have a presence, no doubt about it. And just let's talk about the timing. We've spoken about that before. The Pixel just came along at the right time when people was thinking a confluence of events. Well, that's right. It was uh, what do they call that Is That serendipity, they call that? Is that serendipity? What are we, one up and ship on a no, buddy no. thesaurus now? I think uh, I think that we might be, but Pixel came out Careful, there'll be Note a brou-
0: haha or a fracca or a
1: contra- tomb. <laughs> Note 7 in trouble. People, iPhone 7 comes out. I don't want an iPhone. I'm an Android person. Eh, I might not go to Samsung. Mm. Pixel was right there to take, take the ball, put it yeah. over the line. I think it's going to be very interesting. Q4 IDC data
0: will be probably the most watched in a long time because two reasons. One, what's happened to Samsung, and two, is
1: Apple on the ascendancy with the iPhone 7? It's going to be the first time we're going to see the Note 7 effect officially in figures.
0: Yeah, and, but again, the the confluence of events, the serendipity for Google... it has Apple had a had a lemon with the iPhone 7? Is it as popular as it normally is, you know? Is that going to show up in Q4?
1: Yeah, I think it will because if there were a lot of people, and you probably got this too, I know when the Note 7 came out, there were a lot of people willing to jump ship. There were a lot of people think, you know what, I'm going to give that a go. The marketing worked. People were thinking, yep, I'm it out. And no, didn't meet a single person. Well, I, did, I spoke to heaps of people. You speak to a lot of big handed people. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying there was interest, and, and from the amount yeah. of messages I got, yeah. the amount of people who called me, all those people who thought, yep, I'm going to give it a go. And then when it went, when it literally went in, up in flames, then they thought, well, I'm going to stick with the iPhone. Better the devil, you know.
0: Yeah, interesting times. Uh, sales data from uh, Q3 from IDC is available on my website, eftm.com.au. <laughs>
1: You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, while we're on the subject of phones and the way we use them, very rare phones, topic for us. Yes, uh, it's the we're going to talk about the data that we use, and we are oh, Australians are among I think they're the number two country in the world for smartphone penetration. Am I right behind Singapore or Singapore? Sounds Korea. bad. Well, Australia smartphone penetration is, is number two. Yeah, <laughs> the number of people who use smartphones per capita. Would that is that better for you? Have a drink of water, Trevor. Have a drink of water and breathe, okay? But (laughs) how we use our phones, that's the thing. We're avid smartphone users. And what do we use when we've got our smartphones? Data. We love our data. And so much so that we have been hammered with excess data charges. There's Bill Shock there for you because we are paying – because we're on most most of the users and we're talking 86 million dollars worth of excess data charges more than 13% of the population are paying extra money per month on a capped plan so a cap for those who don't realize is the minimum amount you're going to spend not the maximum no, amount No and
0: that's spend. <clears throat> this was a thing that Stills rings very closely in my ears from Rolf Hansen at Amacim. He That's used brilliant. to say to me, "You know, a cap plan is great for the telcos because it's a guarantee to get your cash, and you won't. If you either don't use it all, yes. or you use or more. Use much, yeah. If you are so amazingly smart, you hit the sweet spot for yourself. But it's more likely to be beneficial to the carrier because they get more than they need, or they get extra from you. and And I think that
1: this is probably as an important a story as overseas roaming bill shock used yeah. to be." I think so, and we should credit your friends at finder.com.au as well <laughs> for this information because uh, that was their survey. And Nick
0: Bruffle, there. there's some good
1: people there's at Finder.com. People, yeah. absolutely. I think they've been on the TUE Lifestyle Program recently as well. Is that right? Yeah, talking technology, yeah. 8 p.m. weeknights. There you go. So what they did, well, they surveyed, they got this through a survey, and funny enough, Gen Y were the worst the worst offenders there. Bloody Gen Y. Yeah, Gen Which ones y. are they? They are the people born, also called millennials. Are they, are they, are they oh, millennials? bloody millennials. millennials! But I think the point here is that still don't they, know who they are. The the young people today. Young people today. That's right. Too much too, because a lot, a lot of these customers would have signed up to plans a year and a half ago. At they, they would have thought, oh, five gig. I'll never use five gig, and now they're using that a week. So they're going over their caps that they're the people that are paying these excess plans. And that,
0: again, is the biggest problem here, right? And we talked about this when things like the iPhone plans come out. You know, two years ago, the plans looked great. Forget about it but yeah. they're not relevant today. So when you're on a two-year plan, you've got to remember it's got to last you two years, not in terms
1: of the phone <laughs> life, but in terms of the quality of the yeah. offering. See, people, people are blinded by the new phone. Oh, I've got to get the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, where do I sign? I'll get the phone. But then when they realise that the, the plan might not meet their needs, then they're in trouble. But what you can do, though, is talk to your telco to maybe go up a plan. Rather, you, you'll never come down a plan. They won't right. let you do that. But they will often let you go up to a, a, a bigger plan. So, even though you might be paying say you're on a seventy a month plan right now, paying one hundred and ten a month because of excess data, yeah. if you went up to the ninety five dollar plan, you might you might have enough data to get you out of trouble. so it is worth considering maybe paying that extra twenty twenty five bucks a month may save you fifty sixty dollars a month.
0: Yeah, I think the challenge I, I remember that from you know Christ back twenty years ago, getting mobile phones. never sign up to the bigger plan, sign up to the smallest possible plan. And then just pay more, work your way like up.
1: work your way up. Now, I know but you're... don't don't pay the excess. Just go up in caps. Absolutely, and I know your children don't have their own smartphones. You do? They? No, they do not. Well, my three kids have all got their phones, and they're all very they're all on plans. All, they all know their data limits and they take precautions. They use Wi Fi. They turn off. It's good that your kids take off, precautions. Absolutely. They turn off uh, apps that they know use up a lot of data. That, new, uh, new, smart, new phone for the kids. <laughs> yeah, I had that on. Uh, I did that, use that on Studio 10. You did it on today's show. Um, but yeah, no, they know that okay, I'm going to make only Snapchat work when I'm on Wi Fi, or right? Facebook's only going to work in Wi Fi. So they know how to how to manage their data. That's the key here where you need to know how to manage what you've got and it's going to save you money. So set those alerts. Make sure you get those SMSs sent out to you. Okay, you've hit 50, you've hit 80, you've hit 100. Use use public Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is everywhere. There's so much free Wi-Fi around. Mm. Use that as well. But also, again, consider that better plan. And, of course, if you do own your own phone, you've got plenty of freedom then to, to – choose whatever plan you like to suit your needs.
0: Look, I think that the number one thing here is that two-year plans, you need to think several times about them. And secondly, check your bill, check your usage, and call your telco. Because trust me, they're going to be happy to commit you to a higher number. Yes. You don't even need to contract to a higher number. You can just say, can you put me on the, the next plan up? And, yeah. and I'll ring and take myself off it when I need to. You can voluntarily go up. Mm. It's very easy to do. If you don't do it, the cost of going over is worse than the just being extra. on yeah, the extra. It, yeah. Now, again, going up a plan is, is contrary to the – Advice of the smartest, you know, mathematicians in the world, because you're still doing that. I'm committing to this, and I may not use all that. But the fact is, better you're better off having
1: extra. control yeah. than paying extra. Absolutely right, and and I think that the, the the evidence of their usage is right there in their hands. In your phone, tells you what apps are using the most data. So you can look in your in your app list, whether you're using an your iPhone or Android, and you can see the apps that are that are that are using the most data switch them to be only used on Wi-Fi. So there, there is plenty of ways you can cut down your data usage. Two blokes talking tech.
0: Meet Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no more drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi Everywhere, Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. Orbi is a tri-band Wi-Fi system which works with your existing modem to maximise the speed that you're paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au or be better Wi-Fi everywhere.
1: Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With
0: Trevor Long and Steven Fenwick. So I had uh, a lovely guest on the radio show on Monday night uh, called Kat, and she and her friend Amy had created a company, a startup, as we love to call them, Uh, here in Sydney for the the benefit of children's physical fitness. And the idea behind Elanation, E-L-A-N-A-T-I-O-N, Elanation, yeah, E-L-A-N-A-T-I-O-N, is to give kids a virtual world that they can exist in. You'll need to click on tech up the top because it's so many days ago. Stephen's on my website looking (laughs) for the story. Um, The idea is to give kids a, a game to play but some, of, some elements of that game can only be played in if they've taken physical activity in the real world and earned points. So the first product they've got is called the E Turbo. It's a wrist-based uh, fitness oh. tracker, $129. They've only got 1,000 of them before Christmas. The rest of the stock's going to come in next year. So if you are interested, hurry up. Illination uh, I think, .com is the website. So the fitness tracker they wear, like any other fitness tracker, but it is designed for kids, so it accurately represents a kid's steps. So Age-
1: five is the whole thing.
0: Correct. Gamified. <clears throat> yeah. The um, what it does is if they meet their step goal and then they open the game, the character in the game, their avatar, then has the power. You know, it's like nitro boost and things in games. None of that's available unless you've hit your step target. The game is useless without the physical activity. Next year, they're going to have skipping ropes. They're going to have bike attachments. A whole range of things. And I think the the great thing here is it's not the first time people have tried to gamify physical activity. Um, it's not the first kids fitness tracker. But what they're trying to do is create an ecosystem where it's it's more than just one tracker and one game. It's a whole range of things, including, for example, if you smash your goal for the week, you might unlock a, a video. From from a wallaby yeah. who will have some great training advice or just a great inspirational message. It's, it's, it's
1: a, a it's really cool idea. A great incentive-based system. And, and let's face it, we, that, that is a good thing uh, today with, with the battles we have with kids and, and them not being in the in the best of health. And, you know, obesity, childhood obesity is a real yeah. problem. Uh, and uh, I think if you can, if there's any way you can make your kids, whether it's learning or staying fit, whatever, if, if any way you can make something fun, yeah. kids are going to do it. And I and think that's, that's the thing
0: here. Parents have got the problem of you know, how do you talk to kids? And you, you had this in the later stages, I guess, when you started the smartphone race. Mm-hmm. Kids uh, of my – with my generation kids, uh, we've got an even bigger problem, I think, because the devices are everywhere. Mm. Um, and you do have that challenge with other parents and it's an argument that happens Absolutely. with parents. Absolutely.
1: Well, my, my, that she's got one. Why can't yeah. I have one? Yeah. Oh, well, she's got a phone and why haven't I got there one? Are, have you had that argument? Have, have you had that parents, conversation yet? There are parents – well, it's not It's not an argument
0: in in the home. It's in the, it's in the family. It's in the friends. And so there are. Well, I've got, Jackson's got mates who play iPad all the time. Yeah. Just just knock, knock yourself out. Do it whenever you want. He he's also got mates who's there's no screen time in their home. None. Really? Zero. Jeez. And I respect every parent's decision to do their Absolutely own thing, wrong. as long as they respect mine to give my kid screen time.
1: One hundred percent.
0: And I think the challenge is peer pressure, right? How do you how do you yeah. deal with that? And so, look, if you can at least find a way to reward it and incentivize it, I'm not saying they're going to play the elimination game all the time. Yeah. They're still going to play Minecraft and Roblox and all these yeah. other things. But it's a great idea. It's an Aussie idea. And it's not just some cheap thing they've set up. They've got a lot of trouble with the app and the design and everything. And I think uh, it's good to support and reward an Aussie app startup like this. So it's called Nation. Uh, details are on eftm.com.au. And if you are looking for something for the kids this Christmas, $129 is the budget, then elanation.com is where you'll find uh, the product to buy before Christmas.
1: Well, it's not every day that big tech companies partner up. They're normally uh, competing against each other. But in this case, Microsoft has linked up with D-Link. They've partnered to create – they've started this amazing project That's the aim of it is to bring Wi-Fi or super Wi-Fi to rural communities. And they're going to roll it out, first of all, in the U.S. and – Try to and, and it, look. It, it might sound a little, uh, little mission statement-ish, like reading off a company charter, but mm-hmm. they want to try empower people with this faster connection. And some communities, uh, this this could really help them develop as a community and and, uh, and and increase increase their 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 way of life and their quality of life. So right. let's
0: understand first. Super Wi-Fi. Now we've had 80211N to eleven n. D, G, yeah. AC, now
1: we've got AD A, well, is the A, new A, one. D, some <coughs> some uh, companies have already uh, announced added to 11 AD yep. products, but what we're talking <coughs> about here is super Wi-Fi, which they're talking about is going to be the next one, which will be added to 11 AF. And they're going to skip the E because it's so super. That's
0: essentially what they're doing, yeah. Absolutely. But is it so super because of the range it has, because of the speed it has? I imagine that rural... Community Wi-Fi means not having a hotspot every fifty meters. It means you've got to be able to pump Wi-Fi out of some sort of base station, like a mobile phone tower.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that's why it's going to hit rural towns that aren't that aren't very big. fizzy like on the map, physically the town isn't massive, so it can easily cover the entire community uh, using that. And you're right, eight to eleven AF apparently is a massive increase in the range of coverage that you get. It's just, it's like do you remember when when Telstra launched their next G network and how massive that was? That that was on a world scale. Ericsson who built the network was that was their badge of honor that they built this Mickey Mouse network in Australia that could reach uh, the Next G base stations had so much more range that it changed the game. This is what they're trying to do on the Wi-Fi side with 802.11 AF and yeah. what greater place to do it than in communities. And what they're thinking, it's going to start in the US. It's between Microsoft and D-Link, but it could roll out in maybe an Australian community. They're going to announce three other countries right. after the US. And we got
0: the first Microsoft store outside of the US, so Absolutely. hello. Right. So but here's the thing, Steve. Uh, great. Lovely uh, effort to do the rural community thing, but let's let's be real here. AF is not about rural communities. It's about great Wi-Fi everywhere. And if Microsoft and DLink can create the product routers and whatnot that need is needed for this kind of coverage, mate, the city of Sydney put three bloody towers in and we got city citywide Wi-Fi. Absolutely. These citywide Wi-Fi networks now. Yeah have you know little access points on bloody phone booths and yeah. and these kind of things. They're not genuine. Right now, no, right. no, but even even Canberra has a citywide Wi-Fi network. It's like in the light poles and things, right? Yeah. They're they're kind of ad hoc. they their networks yeah. like it's like just like a big business, but their their networks are everywhere. This AF, this super yeah. Wi-Fi, whether it's D-Link, Microsoft or anyone else, is is going to allow, surely, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming it's going to allow wider um, Wi-Fi acceptance in big areas, Absolutely. so you know free Wi-Fi in your community.
1: Well, do, do you remember back years ago they used to have a technology, still do, called WiMAX? Remember WiMAX technology? Jeez. I think that it was big in, in Korea and Asian countries, and some they were covered with WiMAX networks. Right. So you can imagine in the I'm talking that was ten years ago. talking Wi talking WiMAX networks. You imagine now the speed of the speed they've got of Wi-Fi. Throw in throw in the speed of four five G networks. That, that, that's some serious speed, but also with Super Wi Fi, serious range as well. So good to see that we've got all bases covered. Oh, I
0: see what you did there. I see what I did, I there. See what you did there. Good work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Two blokes talking tech details of Microsoft
0: and the D Link Super Wi Fi network at techguide.com.au. Now, ooh, the confusion, the drama, the dilemma. <laughs> Last Thursday night, uh, during or just after my radio show, I'm like, oh, I'm filthy. Amazon, You're Jeremy, filthy, after oh, your filthy, radio show. What? filthy, because Amazon, who own a streaming service called Amazon Prime, which is basically a Netflix competitor in the US, they paid hundreds of billions of millions of dollars to Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and James May to create a new new version of their TV show that they no longer work for, which used to be called Top Gear. And it was announced on a video message that that would launch on November 18 in US, UK and Austria or something Uh, and in 200 other countries in December. And I immediately went, are you kidding me? That's stupid because first and foremost, everyone's just going to illegally download it. Hello, Australia is just going to torrent the mother out of that thing, right? (laughs) This show is going to be illegally downloaded through the Razoo. Now, I just thought it was stupid, a stupid decision to make it not available on day one globally because how hard is it to switch on a streaming service, right? Oh, no. So then I'm sitting there late, late Thursday night having bagged the crap out of them on the radio show and I've sort of logged on to Amazon.co.uk yeah. Yeah. and I've clicked on Prime Video and it's gone, well, do you want to try? I went, yeah, okay, I do. And then it said, what's your credit card? I went, here it is. And it let me in. And it let me watch all these Amazon original series. Mr. Robot there, couldn't click, could not click on it, would show not in your region. All these other Amazon original series, because they make a lot of shows like Netflix yeah, yeah. does, I could just stream them and watch them and I'm going, hang on a minute. Mate, I was that nervous about this story because I thought, I'm onto something here. You know that feeling you get, and you would have done this many years in your career, that you've got a bloody story, right? Mm-hmm. You're going, holy crap. Mate, I rang three people and I said, listen. It was 11 o'clock at night. I said, can you, sorry to call you, but can you just log on and do this for me? Can you confirm that you can do it as well? So confirmed that multiple oh. people were able to do it. And I wrote the story. And the next morning, it was all over the place because obviously this is a bit weird. Amazon's alive oh. in Australia. I'm calling it a soft launch because uh, the, with no official announcement, no Australian pricing, it's all US or UK. But is Amazon Prime coming to Australia? Has that been in- Absolutely, so yes. it's coming in December? That's the word. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Um. So soft launch is what I'm calling it. I'm having this massive argument with the TV nerds of the world saying it's not a soft launch because I don't know why ever they don't think it's a soft launch. But if the content's available legally to Australians, it's a soft launch. But here's the cool part, and then come 10.23 Friday morning, the show is twenty minutes before um, it's meant to go to air in the UK. It's it's on. It's online. I've watched the entire first episode of the Grand Tour, thus confirming that it is completely possible and legal for Australians to sign up for Amazon Prime and watch the Grand Tour.
1: Why not? Well, it's we, we live in a digital world. Why not? Well, the reason
0: it's a good question actually, and so the the argument why not is because you want to have a big launch mid December. Here's our app. Here's the PlayStation. Here's all the platforms we're going to be yeah. on, and the Grand Tour is there. Big publicity, right? Yeah. But if they did that, do you know what else would happen? They'd be like, have you seen the torrenting numbers? Australia, the number one download. So what they've done very smartly is, is say, yes, sailors, they? Yeah. is say, here it is, use it. No, yeah. like the people that really want to know about it are getting it. The yeah. people that don't know it exists, other than our podcast, they'll know about it when they no. launch I've in December. Said,
1: you, you, you were mentioning the torrents before. I've always said we don't pirate shows we hate. We pirate Shows we love because we want to watch them. That's right. So Game of Thrones, we mentioned in this case, same deal. But the best so part. give people what they want, and you do the right thing. You put your credit card down. Absolutely, you paid for it, and there'd be millions of Australians willing to do that. Yeah. So and the best hello, part of this whole thing is Amazon's
0: global or American PR yep. reps send email. Amazon has not launched in Australia, contrary oh, no. to your story. I went. I wrote back and said, okay, yeah, good luck with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, isn't it hilarious? Is it, is it your credit card or the family credit card, mate? Your You're credit suggesting card? that- I'm what, just asking. Have you got your own credit card or you- There's you got an, an eftm.com.au credit card. <laughs> so it's the business credit card. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. on you. It's a
0: tax deduction. Of course. Oh, mate, look at the story. I've had a lot of click. That story's gone nuts for me, so of it's officially a tax deduction. Absolutely, ah,
1: yes. Ah, 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 Everything's a tax deduction. Anyone
0: from the ATO is listening, I, I, I'm <laughs> just, just please stop listening.
1: Too late. Too late. But that's good. I think you know that's what. Great. Surely, a company like Amazon, who has already got quite a global footprint, yeah. would have seen the the amazing progress that Netflix has made. I think what, what is a, in in Australia? I think we are the fastest country to ever adopt Netflix.
0: Let's per run ca- with that per capita. So here's but the no, thing, we, right? It's true because <clears> <throat> we
1: it, it, it was it's true, mate. You said footprint. it. I
0: believed it when you said it.
1: It was head, head,
0: okay. Head, 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 that's head. Head. I didn't need evidence. I believed go. it when you said it. I appreciate. But here's that. the thing, right? Can Australia handle Netflix, Stan, Amazon Prime, Foxtel, Foxtel Play. Play? Forget that for a minute because yeah. it's actually a different player. Buddy, hey, you. I mean, can we handle it?
1: Well, I think, imagine like Amazon Prime, I'm assuming is going to be what, 15 bucks a month, 20 bucks yeah, a month? Let's yeah, say, let's say it's 15. It is 15. a month. Oh,
0: I think 15.
1: Let's say 15 a month. It's about 10, 10 20. Okay. 15 yeah. a month. Netflix, 15 a month. Stan, $10 a month. Hey you, six bucks. Okay, for let's just just stick to those three at the moment. So fifteen plus fifteen is thirty. Add another ten, that that's forty dollars. You can have unlimited access to premium entertainment. Well, hang on. Same applied
0: six months ago when Presto was there as well. Okay,
1: but 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 Presto, I think in all respect to Presto, they had some good shows. I wasn't really impressed with the interface, Mm. and they just didn't have the cut through. But would would you? There be people thinking, "Well, hang on, I pay a hundred bucks a month for Foxtel."
0: So here's Why the would reason I pay forty for having all this stuff. Here's the reason Amazon Prime will work in Australia. No requirement for them to have a single overhead here all they got to do is pay a bit of content distribution with Akamai or whoever yeah. to ensure that it's reliable streams they don't need a single office they don't need a single staff member they might pay 10 grand a month to some crazy pr company to promote them or something or whatever that costs yeah. i don't even know um, and <laughs> and they don't so they don't need so presto needed people to buy programs they need to make programs they need to spend a lot of money yeah. on content Amazon is only going to bring us original content they own, yes. so it's actually no cost to have it here. So that's why it will work. That's why it will stay. But aren't Amazon coming to Australia? Aren't they going to bring their, their well, the store side here? Again, there's rumours that in 2018 or so they'll have a warehouse and they'll start selling stuff too. And yeah. so a Prime membership will mean the same things it does in the states, because in in America that means half hour deliveries and stuff.
1: Yeah, we should point out that uh, if you had a, if you're a VPN user, virtual private network user, you people that have been watching. Amazon Prime, which was only a US service not so long ago, mm. uh, have been watching it anyway with a VPN. But that's a whole other story, just like they were using Netflix before they arrived in Australia. Yeah. But I think a lot more people would be would prefer to use Amazon without a VPN because we got access to all the programs. And look, just to wrap it
0: up, if you like Top Gear and you've seen the new Top Gear, yeah. it's shit. Um, the, the Grand the, Tour. The new
1: Top Gear with uh, Matt LeBlanc. Terrible. Yeah.
0: LeBlanc. Is that right? Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, because we're tight. How you doing?
1: <laughs> How you doing, Joey? So I'd say so give us a give us a quick twenty second review of the new show. Is it good? Uh, it's e-
0: e- okay. The Grand Tour episode one is everything you loved about Top Gear and more. It's everything that the current Top Gear is missing, and there's a few places where you go you shouldn't have done that, guys. But they'll they'll learn after the first season. It's brilliant. It's cinematography is as good as Top Gear, if not better.
1: They use drones to film.
0: Oh, everything, good mate. Don't they, they use long helicopters, is the mate? How long is the show? An hour and ten minutes. Okay.
1: Yeah, good show, watch it. absolutely. So if you're not a car nerd like you, would you still enjoy it for a laugh? Did you like Top Gear? I did love Top Gear. Yeah, you'll love the Grand Tour. Okay, great. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Well, We know how much I geeked out over the Force Band. Do you remember that? When it first came out, you can control BB-8 like you got the Force. Do you recall that? Yeah, still buzzing about that. Well... You, th- you think that was good? <laughs> if you think that was good, but wait, there's there more. There is more. Yes, this was. Uh, and let's be clear: the Force
0: Band that's... is a watch wristband-like attachment yes. that does nothing other than control your BB8. Uh, it's one hundred and fifty odd dollars in JB Hi-Fi and the like. Thirty-nine dollars, <laughs> similar. Um, and if you've got a BB8 from last year, or you buy the battle-hardened version, this will control
1: that. Correct, and it's got Bluetooth on board. We should point out, but. Imagine uh, the surprise that I had when you, you could find out, you could actually find that you can control other apps and devices with the force band. So your Jedi powers will expand even oh further. <laughs> so uh, the uh, if, if, if anyone who hasn't heard of uh, If This Then That, the IFTTT.com.
0: It's just called If Now.
1: If, and what they, they create are recipes, and to really just to explain what that is, they create these little triggers on their website. So if, you, if you've if you got a product that can do this, then it can trigger another product to do that. It's as simple as I can explain it. And examples of that would be uh, you can set a recipe to say, right, if it rains, send me a text message so you'll know to bring the washing in. Or, or another
0: one it, might be, if my phone is within two kilometres of home, turn the porch light on.
1: Correct. So there's all these recipes. So what these – I think the official Star Wars uh, Sphero and all these people have joined together, including some fans, by the way, have created recipes using uh, the Force Band. And you can do things like uh, you can – I think you can answer your phone, you can trigger the Imperial March to play, make your phone calls – uh, so you're, you're using the force band. And by using the force band, you need to do a force push or a force pull so anyone who's watched Star Wars will know what I'm talking about. Trevor's shaking his head, thinking, "What the hell is this idiot talking about?" But if you're a fan, I'm just worried about you encouraging people to force pull. If you're a
0: fa-
1: <laughs> if you're a fan of Star Wars, excuse what Uncle Trevor said. He was he's talking about the force pull in the movies. Okay, uh, if you if you're a fan of Star Wars and you like your force band, it's just got even more useful. And even more powerful with your Jedi strength, the Force Band. I actually
0: don't understand. What if you're playing with BB Eight at the time and you Force push BB Eight? Will
1: gotta, the lights come you on? You got to choose. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, you can. I don't think that'll be an issue, Trevor. But anyway. Oh, that's it's oh, it's unconfirmed. Have deep you deep set deep. up your Force Band to do anything? Oh, I have. Uh, it works already with BB8. I was gonna do it to play the uh, the Imperial March, which is the Darth Vader theme. You know, the, you know the one that you I'm put over the, same, the yeah. one that you put over the top the other week it that I did. That I did magically. listen to. Yes. It came up magically. I did listen to it. Yeah. Okay, after we spoke. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean, but anyway, yes, the ba- the Force Band one hundred thirty nine ninety five on its one hundred thirty nine on its own. You can buy it on its own now. Yeah, you don't need a BB. Before, if you've got a BB eight, you can just link it up to it. But if you want to buy the bundle, the Force Band with the battle worn BB eight, that's three forty nine. Two likes Talking Tech, you can see the
0: details of uh, Stephen's Star Wars fanaticism at uh, techguide.com. You're amazed there isn't actually a Star Wars uh, menu item. I, I think you should a add a menu idea. item.
1: That's a great I idea. think
0: you can add a menu item because all your Star Wars articles will be tagged Star Wars. Yeah. Absolutely. And just have that menu item linked to the tag Star Wars.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I'll take that on board. That's a great bit of uh, great suggestion? I yeah. could do it for you, mate. Could you? Yeah. Yep. I know your coding skills are well known, mate. Well, I don't want you to pay for it. Oh, I could just do that. I could easily do that myself, find out how to get in the back of WordPress, mate. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenny. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: I have an announcement to make. (laughs) Stephen's job each week is to provide two-minute reviews. (laughs) This week, Stephen is preoccupied, and we'll talk about that in the future, but – What he has. Sounds
1: like I've got a problem. Sounds like I've got an issue. I haven't got, there's no issues. He's he's
0: working undercover on a big sting. (laughs) Um, That
1: makes it sound really interesting, more interesting than it actually is. It's It's
0: very boring what he's doing. Um, and he made Boris all to we may have, I'm, I'm going to refer right. people to your own podcast when you start talking about that because that's going to be <laughs> some boring <laughs> stuff. Um, I'm just going to play ahead here for you people. We've got some great reviews. Actually, we've got one great review, the Microsoft Wireless. We're going to talk about in a minute, Wireless Display. The second one, folks, not a review, okay? Yeah, it's just a It's, it's an update. It's a product, product information, and um, I think that's disappointing. That's hashtag, hashtag Ziggy Zaggy. Hashtag disappointing.
1: No, no, ha- no. Hashtag. We're just being upfront and honest about it. Okay, it's not. Stephen a, hasn't
0: reviewed two things.
1: I, I, no, I've reviewed one thing. Okay, yeah. and your. I understand your version of the Microsoft wireless display adapter is still in the plastic wrapper. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay.
1: At least I actually got mine out of the wrapper and connected it.
0: Well, I've got. Okay. A, I am seriously considering an intern.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same. I'm considering the same thing. A couple of interns, maybe the way we're going. What but does that cost? Can I? <laughs> hopefully nothing. Is there any employ,
0: <laughs> employment employment lawyers listening? Because I need to no. know the legalities around it all. Yes, I know. It feels like exploitation can I slash talk about slavery. The Microsoft wireless adapter it's a yet? very important thing. It is. But, l- l- but let's tell us
1: about, about, about the Microsoft wireless display, Steven. The wireless display adapter. Now, we all know that uh, you, it's really, if you want to make presentations or replicate what's on your device onto another screen, mm. it ain't as easy as you'd like it to be uh, unless you've got things, cables or mirror cast built in. What the wireless display adapter allows you to do is to connect you, this adapter, which on one end is a HDMI connection, on the other end a USB connection. USB draws in the power, HDMI is, then chooses the source. It allows you to wirelessly connect to that adapter, and then voila, you've got your tablet or your laptop up there on your TV or your monitor. It works on, on other That's displays magic. as well. So it, it's handy in case you want to give a presentation. What technology is it using to send the signal? Uh, it's using Wi-Fi through, through the uh, the plug. The larger H, uh, HDMI plug has Wi-Fi built in. The USB is drawing in the power. Does it work with a Mac? Uh, no, it doesn't. It's a Miracast, right? Well, it's well, it's Miracast. It won't work with. It'll work with Windows 10 computers. It'll work with uh, Android phones above five. Android five and up. It'll work with Windows 8.1 and Windows 10. Won't work with an iPhone. Won't work with a Mac. So if you're an Apple user, you're out of luck. But there is Apple TV and Chromecast that you can use. But in this case, if you're a Windows user, Android user who wants to easily replicate your screen. All you need to do is spend $49.95. Now, I should point out it does – the quality is actually 1080p. It's really good. There is a bit of lag on it, though. So if you – like when you move the mouse on your tablet or, or on your computer – It's not using it for takes, gaming, folks. Yeah. Absolutely right. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah, gaming, forget about it. But there is – you just take that – Forget about it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Forty nine ninety five. the Microsoft Wireless Display Adapter.
0: Uh, available at techguide.com.au. Some more information about that. Now, the second product we will both talk about is the Phantom 4 um, Pro. Now, very confusing what DJ have now done to their lineup. It's been confu- excuse me confusing for a little while. They had the Phantom 3, Phantom 3 Pro, Phantom 3 Advanced, Phantom 3 Standard. It was just confusing. Then they just went to Phantom Store. Four. 4. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Now they've gone Phantom 4 Pro, yeah. which does have a slightly enhanced camera
1: and has 360-degree optical detection. That's correct, yes. It's, the, it's going to be available in Australia, I think, this, this week, next week. It's going to be on sale. And it outwardly looks the same as the four, so same chassis, same body shape, which was slightly different to the three and the three advanced. Uh, but you are right. On the camera side, there's now a 1-inch 20-megapixel sensor, so you're shooting 4K video at up to 60 frames per second, 14 frames per second burst mode as well. But the it's the features that have been enhanced is all it goes towards the flight autonomy. And by that, I mean allowing it to uh, sense obstacles front, back, on, and on either side. The Phantom 4 only had front obstacle avoidance. So it is, it is a little smarter. So even if you hit the return to home feature, it will intelligently come back and avoid those obstacles to come back to wherever you are. Uh, there is, with the remote control too, there's an option now to have a built in 5.5 inch screen. So there is that. That's an extra $500, by the Crazy. way. Crazy. So you could probably buy a good iPad mini with 4G iPad mini for that amount yeah. of money. So uh, that, that's, I guess, for other people to consider. And I understand, and I couldn't, uh, I'm trying to look into this further. I understand the screen is running Android on the Phantom 4 Pro, but I have to double check that. But when I'd review it completely, when in I review a proper it properly, review. that's right. This is just an you can, announcement You can you confirm me This is not a proper review. No, it's not. We we said that at the top. I, I didn't <laughs> want to. Uh, I didn't want to mislead people. Sorry. But again, it has those features like active track, which you've tried with the Mavic Pro, uh, and uh, and there's also another feature where you, you can draw on the screen. So say you you got the image in front of you, you simply draw a line, and it can follow that line on the screen. Which is pretty cool as well, but I like the active track. That's pretty good. It can track from in front, from behind, from the side, uh, and uh, all those features are there. You can, if you want to have the built-in screen on the controller, that's going to be an extra five hundred bucks. So it's twenty six, twenty five ninety-nine with a regular remote, and three thousand and ninety-nine with the built-in screen remote. And we should quickly
0: also announce they um, they also released a new. Inspire 2. Crazy.
1: Inspire 2,
0: Crazy yeah. it's advanced. It's got a, it's got a camera it. on it that, that is purely for the pilot to see where the drone is looking yeah. and then the second
1: camera for the for the photographer. It's but just you, insane. But do you get you know, the, the camera that hangs underneath the Inspire? Yeah. Does that actually come with it or do you have to buy that? Yeah, separate? yeah, No, that comes with it. Because it said there was two choices. There's multiple. The you can buy extras. Yeah, right. Buy different okay. ones. Because yeah, yeah. that, that's, that's the serious rig if you want to be oh. a professional drone pilot. Imagine that's wanting to be solid, a professional drone pilot. Solid rig, absolutely. A lot of yes. training involved. It you? is, yes. You'll be surprised. Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech
0: with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. I, I was pretty sprightly at the start, wasn't I?
1: You were, yeah. You've really I've, I've you've hit the wall. Yeah. yeah, you've hit the wall a bit. Yeah. 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 So I'm gone. You go too hard too, too early. Too hard though. too early. I would never
0: have <laughs> been a, any good at sports, so. Yeah. That's uh, that's the go. You pace yourself <laughs> You're really a well. I'm, I'm, to a, I'm a I'm a ten minute player. You're an eighty minute. Is that right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we're talking about now though. Oh, <laughs> that's that is
0: your that is normally what? my bag. You're what? a disgrace, Come on, mate. and I'm happy with a couple Come of minutes.
1: You, you, this is the guy who was talking about force pulls before. I'll be happy. Come just on. To,
0: I'll be happy just to take the field.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Be happy with a four sport myself. <laughs> Let's talk.
0: <laughs> episode two seventy eight. Thanks to the good people at NITGEAR. Gear. Tell you what, Stephen. You know what we should do next year? Next week,
1: I do two seventy nine. Wow! I would never Breaking. Have thought news. of that.
0: I would never have thought of that. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then. Bye bye.